Hi, thanks for listening in to the Evolutions Podcast. Here's a really, really dope message dropped fresh from our youth service. Can't wait to see you at church. Thank you, worship team. So, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am Chunsi. You can call me Karis. And I'm one of the youth leaders here in The Evolution. So, uh, one thing interesting I would just start with is, uh, if you don't know me, is I love animals. I love furry animals, especially cats. I find cats really adorable. So, just a quick show of hands, okay? How many of you here are team cats? Oh no! <laughs> I was expecting more. Okay, but how many of you are team dogs? Wow! That's overwhelming. Okay. How many of you are team both? Whoa! Okay, so recently um, I found out something interesting about dogs that made me love them that much more. <laughs> I found out that dogs are not men's best friend. Oh. oh. They are, in fact, everyone and everything's best friends. So dogs have an abnormal willingness to form emotional bond with anything and everything that crosses their path. The beautiful thing is that they love basically every species that they come into contact with. Be a sheep, a dolphin, a butterfly, or maybe even a bug. This has helped them to thrive relative to other members of the animal kingdom. So they outnumber their canine cousins, the mean wolves, okay? 3,000 is to one. Wow. They are mostly nice to anything and everything in a very literal sense. And humans, we just have an a little evolutionary advantage as compared to other animals. In other words, dogs like humans just a little bit more. So you can say that dogs are not man's best friend, but men are dogs' best friends. Aww, right? (laughs) So the title of my message is Becoming. I wonder, can any of us say that we are as kind as dogs? (laughs) Or aspire or want to be kind as a person? Right? I wonder who and what kind of a person we are becoming. As humans, maybe especially young people, I realize that we often get obsessed with the idea of who we are and who we are not. We feel the pressure to define ourselves through our grades on our examination papers, yeah. our jobs, our financial successes, our appearances, our achievements, our accolades, and what others say about us. Yeah. Yeah. We all struggle with identity, right? Yeah. It somehow shapes our confidence as well as our insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. So often we use things, we use external things to define us and to define others. I mean, one of the first things that when people get to know us, the first question they often ask us ask us isn't, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you feeling today? Hey, how are you? Right? But it is often, okay, you are carries. 
Okay, now tell me what do you do? Tell me where do you study? Tell me um, what do you work as, right? And maybe that's why we use as many things as possible to define us. You know, to kind of beef us up, to make us look better. Because perhaps we are not even sure of ourselves as well. And that's probably the reason why when Jesus, when God came to, to our world, the first thing that the devil tested or questioned him was his identity. So I bring you to a story in Luke chapter 4. It says that the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, if you are really who you say you are, then command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, say, one does not live by bread alone. And then the devil let him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you, I will give all this glory and all this authority and everything. I'll give it to anyone I please. And if you worship me, then you will all be yours. And then Jesus said to him, worship the loyal guard and serve only him. And then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw Yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, and he said, do not put the Lord your God to test. And when the devil had finished every test, he departed from here until an important time. So I like Jesus' response. Jesus be cool, right? So Jesus is God, but at this point of time, he has yet to perform any miracles. He has yet to do anything awesome or spectacular. He has no title, no achievements, no accolades to his name, or at least, well, to prove that he is God, right? But Jesus' reply tells you that his identity does not come from having what the devil says, all the kingdom of the world to his name. His identity doesn't come from being able to perform miracles and do awesome stuff. Jesus is cool about it. So we got to be cool like Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so when it comes to identity, I want to remind all the young people that there is more to you than what you do and what you have. God is more concerned with who we are on the inside than what we have on the outside. There is one thing about identity you should know, and that is you are who you are becoming. You are who you are becoming. Who you are becoming is more important than who you are right now or who you used to be. When I say becoming, I'm not talking about owning a specific title, owning a specific job, but I'm talking about what kind of a person you are on the inside. What character, what substance, what values. You are not what's going on around you. You are what's going on inside you. That's your identity. And with that, I want to tell you three things as you become. As you become more courageous as a person, more confident, as you become more faithful, stronger, kinder, and more loving as a person. Ready? So point number one is becoming is a journey. It is not automatic, unfortunately. Okay, it is a process, it is a daily decision to do the better thing, to do the right thing. It is a daily commitment to keep changing for the better. 
Nowadays, we only get to see people that are already great on Instagram. <laughs> we, we only get to see people who are already awesome and not becoming great. We often don't see their process, their struggles, their decisions, their fight to get to where and who they are right now. I mean, Jesus' temptations took place in the... Wow, okay, how do you know? Okay, <laughs> I was surprised. Okay, so yeah, Jesus' temptation took place in the wilderness. If you don't know wilderness, in the desert. He was all alone by himself with no support of any human. There is no food whatsoever. Jesus' strength, his confidence, his fight, his reply, no one sees except God, except the devil. And thankfully, we have the Bible, right? So we know. Yet, it is moments like these that we get an opportunity to choose to become better, to choose to become more. The interesting thing is stable, strong, successful people we see people who are already awesome, all started from who they are on the inside. Not from nothing. So they may be poor, they may be broke, they may have nothing, but they have a fight and a substance and a strength on the inside. And in moments where people don't see, they commit to choosing to do the better thing. And all these little decisions kept them in their journey of becoming the awesomeness that we see. So I want to encourage all the young people, don't worry about losing things in life. Worry about losing yourself, your character, your values. Don't worry about accumulating more things in life. Worry about not becoming more on the inside not becoming better on the inside. So I love a quote that Michelle Obama wrote in her book called Becoming. And she said this, it's not about being perfect. It's not about where you get yourself in the end. There's power in allowing yourself to be known and heard, in owning your unique story, in using your authentic voice, and there's grace in being willing to know and hear others. This, for me, is how we become. What does that mean? Just like how she puts it, it's not about being perfect. It's not about where you get yourself to in the end either. In other words, it's not about the mistakes you will make. It's not about the success you might or will have. It's about what kind of a person you are becoming. And being someone who allows yourself to be known and heard, someone who owns the story of your life, who is authentic, who is willing to know and hear others. Young people, when it comes to identity, I want to remind you that there is more to you than the bad and the good that you have. There is more to you than the mistakes or the success that you have. In this journey of becoming, there is more to you than success and achievements. For sure, okay? You are more than just possessions. You are more than just money. You are more than just the examination grade on your paper. You are more than the dusty trophies that sit on your shelf that you won't remember. You are more than the physical things that fade away easily. 
So don't get fixated with success and stop growing as a person. Don't let a grade or a paycheck determine your worth and who you are. Because you are more than that. So I'm not saying that all these things are not good, but I'm saying that you are more than these things. I came across a poetry and it went like this, okay? Pretty is a lie. What if I told you the word pretty is a skin deep, six letter prison they put you in? They say if you lost some weight, you'll be pretty. They say if your skin was clearer, you'll be pretty. But what they really mean is if only you look like our mass-produced ideal, you will be pretty. Let me tell you a secret they do not want you to know. Nothing about you is pretty, nor will it ever be so. You see, pretty is too small and simple a word to capture the exquisitely complex human phenomenon you are. And I love this. Every atom of you was plucked in the quiet cosmic moments between supernovas and stars. A carefully chosen palette of your skin, your eyes, your muscles and bones from sunsets and skies. So when they tell you about how pretty you could be, if only cut them off and say, pretty is not your worth or value, not something you've ever aspired to be. Guess what? It sounds like no word, not even the word pretty, or for the guys, the word handsome, the word cool, is that a trendier word? Okay, basically nothing can sum you up as a person. Or should I say nothing can completely encapsulate who you are in essence. Because that's the way God made you. A wonderfully complex individual that is worth more than any physical things that fade away easily. You are not just a sum of good and bad. You're not just a sum of high and lows. You are more than you appear to be. You are who you are becoming. I think the cool thing about Jesus is that he refused to be identified with any possessions. With, you know, not by whether he can turn stones into bread. Not by the number of kingdoms of the world that he can own. Not by how much authority or power that he can have. And in the same way, I want you to know that it's more to you than success and achievements. Next thing, in this journey of becoming, there is also more to you than your mistakes and failures. So someone once asked a beggar by the street this question. Someone once asked this beggar, are you a Hindu or a Muslim or a Christian? And his reply was, I am hungry, sir. So we often identify ourselves with our deepest struggles, our greatest failures. But you are more than your worst. And I know, and I know, and I know, this is a really hard one, right? Easier said than done that I am more than my worst. So I can attest to this one. I mean, when I fail, when I meet with something discouraging, I feel terrible. Can't think of anyone who doesn't. And the logical correlation that happens in a lot of our minds are, if I am good, then I should not fail. And if I fail, then I must not be good. Which is true. Which is true. But we often become fixated with failure. 
and let that take over our entire identity. We can't see ourselves past that label of discouragement. We get shaken and lose our bearings on who we are. But what I want you to know is that failures are meant to teach you, not define you. Difficulties are meant to teach you something. So glean as much as you can from this, but don't let it define you. If you can learn and change, then you will become more tomorrow than today. If you can learn and change, then you will grow in this journey of becoming better. And I say this, that let us fail if we must fail, because maybe the one we become will catch us in the end. So in this journey of becoming, I want to encourage everyone, don't give up, okay? I find it interesting that when a, when a child is learning how to walk for the first time and falls down 50 times, right? They never think to themselves, maybe it isn't for me to walk. <laughs> they get up and they go at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like somehow there's a purpose inside them that's called them to do so. Yeah. And in the same way, I believe God calls you to become better. Yeah. Calls you to become more each day. He wants to bring the best out of you. So don't give up. If you go down, just get up and go at it again. Someone once said this, trust the weight, embrace the uncertainty, enjoy the beauty of becoming, because when nothing is certain, anything is possible. So I want to tell you, enjoy and embrace the beauty of becoming someone more and better every day. Amen? Secondly, in this journey of becoming, don't compare. In other words, don't be insecure and competitive. All of us, we have never been alone in our journey. Can I say this? For better or for worse, we never arrive here by ourselves. We, We didn't arrive here just by our own abilities, our own talents, our own luck. We owe it to others for all the tremendous good that we have received. And I know that life is unfair, right? But I want you to search out all the good there is, and for that, be humble and grateful. And most importantly, be generous and be kind to another human as well. Because all of us are in this journey together. We are here for everyone, just like everyone is here for us. We belong to one another. We are a part of others. And others are a part of us. So don't compare, okay? Because it seems like we are not any lesser or better than anyone. Meaning to say, comparison is irrelevant when it comes to self-worth. Because others are a part of me. And others are a part of my identity. If others become better, then we will all be better. We, we cannot do life alone, right? We are not meant to do life alone without God, without community. And the thing is, we cannot be good alone. We cannot become better without others. And I want to quote something awesome Jesus says in Luke. In Luke 18, it says, Jesus said, if you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. <laughs> Pretty direct. But if you are content to be simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. 
What is Jesus saying? He's saying if we are humble being us and not comparing, not trying to put others down, guess what? We become more. And cool, he says, we become more than ourselves. So don't compare. Don't be insecure and competitive. Don't put others down to make yourself feel better. In fact, lift others up and be kind to everyone. Amen? So thirdly, in this journey of becoming, I want you to know that God is with you. God is with you. Philippians 1 says, I'm sure this, the one God started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job. So God is with you in this journey of seeing you becoming better. While others might be interested in what you can offer, God is more interested in who you become. And God is committed to bring out the best, to bring out the good in you. So Ephesians 2, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us as a new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. So I want you to know that there is a space between what's natural and what's good. And God created us for good. Yes. That means we are not meant to stay at a default level, a default status, to stay natural, to stay the same. We are meant to progress to become good. And with that said, I want you to know, God doesn't look at us and judge us by our skin color, our nationality, our results, our job and everything. But rather, He looks at the good that is in us. And in the same way, will we also look at the good that others are and the good that they are doing? I want to challenge you, see the good over what's natural. Choose to see the good over what's natural, over their appearance, over the color of their skin, the background they are from, okay? We are created for good. And can I just also add this, that we are also created uniquely different. You should already know by now that all of us have a unique fingerprint that identify us, right? Not even identical twins or triplets share the same fingerprints. And how fingerprints are formed is fascinating to me. A person's fingerprints are formed when they are a tiny developing baby in their mother's womb. And when the baby touches the surroundings in the womb, the pressure creates what we call a friction ridge, which is the thin lines that you see on your fingers and toes. So why interesting? The baby's fingerprint, his or her, her identity, comes from every touch, every encounter they have with their mother. And in the same way, God is with you in this journey of becoming in this journey of identity. And every time when we meet God, when we come close, when we encounter God, His goodness gets deposited in us. His goodness changes us and forms our identity. Isn't that beautiful? One thing you should know about God is that there is just so much good in God. The way that Psalms puts it, you are good and the source of good and probably the only one that's good. Train me in your goodness. 
So I know you, who we are today is the sum total of our experiences in life, both the good and the bad, right? Nothing can take that away from us. But the awesome thing is that God is with us. And He's committed to bring the best out of us, the good that is in us. So I want to end off today by saying that as we are on this journey of becoming that all of us are on, remember that there is more to you than your success and achievements. That there is more to you than your mistakes and failures. That people are here for you. And that most importantly, God is with you in this journey of becoming better. Amen. So why don't you just stand up with me?